Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Perhaps the two greatest announcements ever made, both from heaven, both from angels, both to women, three women in fact, all named Mary, which is not irrelevant or incidental by the way. The first great announcement was delivered by the Archangel Gabriel to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. The second great announcement of all time, a message of joy delivered by an angel to two other Marys, Mary Magdalene, as the gospel says, and that other Mary. This is Mary and my sister Mary and my other sister Mary. You don't know Bob Newhart, Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl. That second announcement made to the two Marys is, He is not here. He is risen. Soon after the angel announced to the two Marys that he is not here, he is there. He appeared. And just before jetting off to his throne, he said to the disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Likewise, at the beginning, at the first great announcement that Archangel Gabriel made to the Virgin Mary, that she would conceive a son. And he told her that the Lord God would give unto him the throne of his father David, and that he would reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there would be no end. The whole cosmos, everything that exists in God's creation, spins on an axis with two points. The human birth of God, the Son of God, and His death and resurrection. These are two points of a whole. They are the redemption of everything that was lost. They are the reason that everything exists. And at both events, at both points, which contain and encapsulate everything, is the theme and the motif of Christ as King. Jesus Christ is Lord and King. Not only at His birth, not only at His death is His kingship highlighted, but at the beginning and end of His ministry. At the very beginning, He came preaching and announcing what He was all about, saying, repent, For the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He came preaching the kingdom. And at the end in our gospel lesson this morning, we read of Pilate interrogating Jesus and asking, So you are a king? He responded, For this reason I was born and for this reason I have come into the world. They mocked and beat him and cried out, Hail, king of the 
Jews in mockery. Pilate presented Jesus to the crowd and said, Behold your king. They said, Crucify him. We have no king but Caesar. And Pilate put the sign over his head on the cross, which read and spoke the truth. Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. Gabriel's message to the Blessed Virgin Mary at the conception of the Son of God in her womb was that this Jesus would sit on David's throne and establish his eternal kingdom. There are so many things that we could say about Christ as monarch, as king. But there's no question, there's no question, just a, a quick review of the scriptures and of these seminal events in the life of Christ, that this is a dominating theme of our Savior's person and work. Which in turn should say something to us and teach us how we are to think about Jesus, how we are to relate to Him. What is the nature of our relationship with Him? There are many motifs, many symbols, many roles that Christ fills in the Gospels. Ways that we think about Him. And yet all of them fit within Christ as Lord and King. That proclamation, which is actually the first creed of the church, the three-word creed, Jesus is Lord. That is the original and primordial creed of Christianity. Jesus is Lord. That is our proclamation. This not only declares Jesus of Nazareth, Mary's boy, to be eternal God, which it does, but it also declares him as the absolute fulfillment of all divinely inspired images of king and ruler in the history of man going all the way back to the first human king, Adam. When we say he is master and ruler, to whom we owe obedience, our duty, our vow, we don't mean he's an authoritarian tyrant. He is a benevolent ruler who has laid down his life for us. As king, he defeats our enemies. He brings peace. The prince of peace brings peace to his subjects. The gospel, in fact, and I mean the actual term gospel, what this means, the gospel is a proclamation that was made by a victorious king and ruler who comes fresh from battle in procession amongst his subjects declaring victory over the enemy and deliverance for all his people. Deliverance from fear, from enslavement, from death. And on top of all, there are spoils of war. There are gifts and treasures to be passed out in the kingdom. As king, he orders our life. He orders our life in a harmonious proportion. He makes it a content and beautiful and well-ordered life. As king, he provides nurture and sustenance for his subjects. He feeds us with a sumptuous banquet. He feeds us not just in food but in treasure because as king, he is a gift giver. Christ the King ascended on high and gave gifts to men. We think and relate to Christ in various ways. 
There are different motifs of Christ and who he is to us in the scriptures. He is our friend. He is our elder brother. He is the divine teacher and healer. He is the redeemer. He is the shepherd. Rescuing the sheep, feeding the sheep, taking care of the sheep. He is the sacrificial lamb. But we must never forget that Jesus is Lord and King. And in fact, all of these other ways that we think of Christ are assumed in his kingship. He's not just the good shepherd. He is the king who is a good shepherd. He is the king who is the sacrificial lamb. He is the king who provides for us and heals us. Everything that we need, he has provided. He is the king who despoils our enemies and sets us free. Who gives us life. When we pray to him, when we think of him, when we meditate on what he has done in this great work of redemption in our lives, as we draw close to him and seek intimacy with him, as we are united to him, as he was united to us, we remember this Jesus the Nazarene, who is God eternal, God in the flesh, who is Lord and King, the Prince of Peace, who delivers us from our enemies and gives us peace. And the primary response to him as King is to bow before him in awe and worship and pledge to him our life, our obedience, our trust, and our love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.